Exploring the Prophetic is a conversation-based podcast that we want to invite you on this journey into people's lives in every sphere of society where they're sharing how they've heard God and what's happened as a result. I want to encourage you to come join the conversation. And this season, season three, we're specifically focusing on how when God speaks, there's breakthrough actions that happen that would have never happened if it wasn't for hearing from God in the first place. Before and after moments, what would take 20 years is happening in a second because beautiful believers are obeying the voice of God. Come join the conversation. Come join the narrative. God is speaking to you today. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I love this new season because our theme is breakthrough. And I ended up talking to Richard Hutchinson, Jody Ferguson, and April Stutzman, who are three wonderful human beings who are on a panel at my Dinuba Modern Prophetic Night Seminar. It was amazing just, just a little while ago. And they shared some stories, you guys, that I just feel like are prototype stories. I love that about this podcast is that we tell prototype stories that become language for many people hearing where your faith comes by hearing and you go, that's me, or I see myself in that, or I see my situation in that, and it causes you to say, me too, God, or I need this too. And so this particular panel, our panels are always some of our favorite shows, but this particular panel, you may not have heard of these folks yet, but you're going to love what you do here when you uh, listen to this episode, because it's just such a quality friendship and story time that you're going to really enjoy. So stay tuned. What do you do with prophecy, prophetic ministry, and prophets today, especially in industries outside of the church, as well as the church itself? Well, we've developed a new e-course based on a best-selling book, Modern Prophets, which is all about that. And we are going to take you on a journey where you understand the theology of what prophets are for. Yes, prophets are for every industry known to man, politics, business, entertainment, even the family mountain. And we take and break down not only the theology, but some practical application and also administration of the gifts, the ministry, and the office of a prophet. We need to have that administration so that we know how to use this and not be used by this, or how to partner to this and partner to people who are involved in the prophetic ministry, or if you're prophetic yourself, it's going to help you to go on a very different journey where there's accountability and tracking, where you could build not only a rapport, and where you don't just build the foundation of your relationship with a church, a movement, a business, but you know how to walk it out in the long term with them, and you can set their expectations. This is a powerful e-course. It comes across with, I think there's over 30 videos, and I'm teaching you based on the book, but also give you all kinds of other information as well. So I'm going to encourage you, get this e-course, apply now, use it in your churches, in your Bible schools, anywhere the prophetic is taught or wants to be taught. This is such a foundational course, but will take you into some advanced matter really quick, and it will help take out prophetic wounds or misunderstandings or bad theology. There's such healthy theology in this. As a matter of fact, the late, great Peter Wagner said it was some of the best theology he had ever read on the prophetic. So I'm very encouraged about this. Join us. How many of you have listened to Exploring the Prophetic? How many of you? Okay, so for those of you who haven't listened, this is one of the main free contents we give out. Millions of people have downloaded this, which is just crazy because it's about the prophetic. But we're creating a conversation for how God's using everyday people like you and me in all walks of life to hear from God. So on the show, you're going to hear moms and senators and movie stars and dads, back to family, you know, marriages, like all kinds of people and all kinds of walks of life, all kinds of things that they're doing because God's spoken to them. Of course, we have the extremes like evangelism and human rights and these kinds of things where people have occupations there. But we have a lot of everyday people. And what's been neat is the feedback is people are saying, I found myself in the way I hear from God because of your one guest. The other thing that's happened is a lot of the guests have things to get involved with. So we had like Sarah Bowling. Do you guys know Sarah Bowling and Marilyn Hickey? I love Marilyn. She's like my grandma. And so her daughter, Sarah, 
came on the show, and uh, Sarah was amazing and shared how she's doing aftercare programs with prostitutes in Bangladesh, and we just invited my audience. If any of you want to come on a missions trip, it's not glamorous, because all we do is help these, while the prostitutes are prostituting, we take care of the kids in our aftercare or nightcare program, which she described why God told her to do it, and it's called Saving Moses. And we had all these people from our Exploring Prophetic audience go with her now on two trips, and has created her ministry in Bangladesh because of people like you, who found themselves wanting to care about something, but wanting to put action and legs to what they're caring about, and they found Sarah. So I just, I love the podcast because it's really going to help you. But with no further ado, I'm going to invite my three guests up. Come on up, you guys. We're going to have a good time. I'm so glad to see you. Let me, let me give the description of who you guys are so that our audience can just totally fall in love with you as much as I have. Um, we have Jody Ferguson right here. And Jody's the, the pastor and co-founder of Warriors Heart Ministries. She's from your region right here. You're from Fresno. And uh, she's a producer on a, t- a TV show called Signs Following with JC, which I love. That's so awesome. She's equipping and restoring the body of Christ into their, into their true position of intimacy, which is awesome. Then we have April Stutzman. April's from North Carolina with her husband, Richard. They've founded a ministry together called Kingdom Flame Ministries, and she does powerful deliverance, and she's a prophetic voice. They're equipping the body of Christ through webinars and meetings, especially online, but they also do offline meetings. And they love to activate people on healing, prophetic, and deliverance ministry. We need more deliverance ministry. So we're going to go after something later on, which is really fun. But you could watch her and her husband online. They're also mutual friends of some other friends of mine, Charlie Champ and his wife, which I love them. And this is Richard Hutchinson. And Richard has been a friend for a while. We've known each other for several years. At least two years. And one of our closest mutual friends, who's like one of our, we would both say we're equally good friends with him, but I think he, he likes me more. I'm just kidding. Um, is Rabbi Jason Sobel, who you guys have been such a, a blessing to and a part of his life. He just loves you so much. And you, Richard, along with your family, have the Legacy Foundation, which helps only when God does it. God actually sends you on missions to help finance and bring about uh, projects that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you guys accelerating yeah, them financially, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. which is amazing. So I'm not going to talk any more about your background. You're going to be our stealth guest because he's the one you can't get the website for. But I wanted him to share some of the stories of what he's going through and what God's doing in all of their lives. These two are connected. You guys have a ministry that you work on together? Um, we have a group that, that uh, we meet with, yeah. You have a group that you meet with, and, and there's, you guys are just helping to birth influencers right now, which right. is really beautiful. And then you are friends with her, and April has uh, come into our life beautifully because of you, Jody. I just love it. And uh, you've been interviewed on her show, and you've been friends long-term, which is beautiful. And so we're going to have three different stories, but they're all connected because they're all friends, which is beautiful. But Richard, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Let's talk about, you know, this season, season three of Exploring the Prophetic, mm-hmm. which is just starting, is really about seeing God bring about opportunities that are breakthrough opportunities that we couldn't have got on our own. Mm-hmm. And you had told me something that was interesting behind the scenes. You said, God spoke to me specifically to get off of Facebook. Not and that, he wanted to do not some. That, not that Facebook. No, there's nothing bad. wrong with Facebook. But he, you said he wanted to do something that these connections on Facebook yeah. wouldn't be the same level of connectedness if right. I was on Facebook yeah. as if I was off. And that's really fascinating to me. So tell me about that. So yeah, he. Um, I, I I didn't understand why, but I just basically you know felt that the Lord said to get off Facebook, and um, man, it was uh, it was amazing what happened after that because through that uh, happening. Um, a guy contacted me and said, uh, would you like to go to Israel? And I said, well, you know, 
they're having an event in Israel. I said, sure, sure, I'll go. And through that event happening, I was able to actually go and meet uh, Rosemary Schindler. Um, which uh, was, tell everybody who Rosemary my, Schindler is. So Rosemary, no, I you know, know Schindler's, is, Schindler's List, if you guys have seen the movie, you know, um, uh, was able to save many Jews during the, during the Holocaust. So, um, yeah, she was an amazing lady. And um, through that... Uh, uh, through that, that meeting, you know, there were some other blessings that came out of that for a friend of mine that was with, with me, um, who actually had Schindler's anointing spoke over him like three times. So, wow. And she was able to pray with him and, and uh, bless him. Christian. Can you imagine? Yeah. The so, Schindler family legacy lives on, and she's a Christian. Yeah. She prayed for yeah. him for that anointing. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, um, and then uh, a friend that we met uh, or got closer to, Mario, um, he invited uh, us after that, after we hung out a little bit, to go to um, pray with the presidents of Nicaragua, excuse me, not Nicaragua, um, El Salvador, Honduras, and Costa Rica. So and, just little opportunities, nothing big. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's huge. Like, you right. get off of Facebook. Now, here's what I think is interesting, because Facebook is either an amplifier of connection or right. it actually is a substitute, because right. there's times where... I'm liking all my friends' posts, and I feel more connected to them than I really am. Yeah. And then I'm realizing, like, I'll call them or talk to them or text them, and it's a totally different conversation. Right. You're all of a sudden engaged in a, in a more yeah. real way at times. And so you got totally off, so the only accessibility you had for them was actual texting or talking. Right. And it created yeah. this level of connection. Like, it, right. like you said, yeah. nothing's wrong with social media. Yeah. But it created a different level of connection. And out of that, you go to Israel and end up right. going to these three different... Hispanic countries through Pastor Mario, right. who's also on President Trump's Faith Coalition. Yes, correct. Yeah. An initiative, yeah. which is amazing. I know which Mario. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so what happened when you went on these trips? Oh, no, no. They're coming up. Oh, they're coming one, up? One month. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you already so, went. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All so, that from just that one little act of just obedience. Just that one simple act of faith. And is yeah. it normal for you to meet with presidents? Uh, not, th no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask, right? It's, yes, of course, this is my normal. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, let, I'm going to keep going, and then I'm going to come back to you. Okay. So let's talk for a minute, Jody. Thank you. You are a businesswoman by trade. Yes. And successful businesswoman in the insurance industry. And a couple years ago, um, you had a ministry as well, but that wasn't your primary thing you were focused on because of business. Right. God speaks to you something. What does he tell you? Well, um, he told me to quit my job um, through a series of events, along with baptizing the ministry to Jesus. Someone had said, take your ministry and just get all of your paperwork together and baptize it to Jesus. Wow. Put it, you know, anoint it, dunk it in the water. So I did that, and a week later to the date, because I remember it was 4th of July weekend um, when we did that, so we baptize it. A week later, he tells me, quit my job, and he says, I'm your shepherd. Trust me, I will take care of you. Wow. Um, was this the biggest kind of faith risk you've ever taken based on God speaking to you, do you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was big being single and not really having a way to provide for myself. Like some yeah. people are like, oh, you retired. It's like, no, I jumped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was not retiring. That yeah. was jumping. Yeah. Wow. So you quit your job and then what? Well, I um, went to work for the ministry, so we were able to get support. Some people here in the room have um, supported Ooh. us greatly, so all Warrior's Heart ministry. Um, and Did that just blow you away when you said, okay, I'm quitting, and then all of a sudden people just started saying, we're with you? Yeah, like he had it already planned out, but I didn't know. So yeah. it, was a huge, it was a huge risk yeah. um, for me. 
No, I love that. And I love you telling the story because I don't think out of the couple seasons we've had that we've yeah. talked about that process because that's a huge, like there's certain people who the Lord sends a different season of your life into occupational ministry. Yeah. And it is a huge faith journey, whether you have a paid income out of a role in a church, whether you're starting a church, whether you have a parachurch organization. It's such a huge faith step that people don't realize the level of anxiety or stress it could bring unless yeah. there's dependence on God or even just the initial phases of the awkwardness of like, mm -hmm. oh, how does this work? Yeah. Like, did anyone train you for it? Um, yeah, I have been in training for it, yeah. I've, Good. Um, yeah, so, I've done other things like taking classes, but I'm currently doing my master's uh, through Global ooh, Awakening. And, nice. Um, but that kind of came along the way because I didn't go and get my bachelor's till I was, almost, I actually graduated when I was 50. So I'm oh, telling my age, awesome. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that, that's so cool. So tell me something else in this season. It's two years later. What's happening? What's some of the fruit of that decision two years? Because, I mean, you have a TV show. You have a ministry. You guys are influencing all kinds of people. What's going on? Well, um, we've really developed a lot of equipping and restoring. So we have healing rooms now. We have um, what we call a healing experience. We wow. um, minister to people. We're looking into, you know, growth and expansion now. Um, the TV show's been fun, just highlighting what other people are doing for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of movement in the valley. Like, I think God's really moving, and there is a movement of God happening, and he's kind of gathering hungry wow. people together. Like you I have hear a lot right of here. amens. Yeah. I hear a lot of amens. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, so like good. you have right here. It's fun. That's so good. It means you're a part of a family of people who are believing in a lot of faith. Yeah. Okay, here we go. April, you've joined the party. I joined the party. So one of the things that we talked about in the back, and you don't have to stay limited to this, but it was really interesting because you were um, really crying out to go to nations. You were saying, I'm going to go to the nations and bring your healing power, God, and then he spoke to you some things. T take us on that journey. Uh, well, I think everybody, when you first, you just fall in love with Jesus. Like you eat, breathe, sleep Jesus. You know, you're just a hungry lion, and I was at that point in my life where I just, man, I just love Jesus. I was like, I got to go. I got to go. I was crying out day and night, like, Lord, where can I go? Tell me. I didn't hear anything. Lord, where can I go? Tell me. I was just, I kept knocking and knocking. I was like, we have to disciple nations. Let me go. And then the Lord spoke to me, and he said, what kind of God would I be if I healed the nations and didn't heal you? And it, it just, wow. man, it wrecked me. <laughs> yeah. So what was that process? Tell us, take yeah, us through like that a, journey. It was like a three-year journey of like inner healing and deliverance. I had um, been abused most of my life, mm -hmm. and um, I really had just kind of survived. Like you go into survival mode, and then you meet Jesus, and he's like, ah, I know you want to serve me, and you're hungry, but you're a daughter and a son. Yeah. And I want to heal you, and I want to love you. And in that place of wholeness, you can serve and love in the greatest capacity. Wow. So you, where was your husband at in that journey, like during that time? Because there was three years that God was healing you. What was going on with him? Well, we got married a year and a half ago. Okay, so yeah, three yeah. Started. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, it, it's so funny because he has a heart for missions too. He's yeah. been on like eight trips to different countries. So he's just came alongside of me, and he's, he's a supporter, you know. He's That's really awesome. supported what God is doing in my life. He has the administration gifts and... He, he ministers with me in signs and wonders and miracles, and, and we pray for people and do deliverances and just serving God out of a whole place. Yeah. You know, it's You awesome. were telling me that you even do, like, deliverance over webinars. Like, you'll yeah. Yeah. take people through deliverance over, like, Facebook Lives and yeah. webinars just so that they can grow and learn. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that like? Jesus just spoke to me, and he's like, the media is mine. 
I'm like, wow. okay, well, I love Jesus, so I'm going to do whatever he says. So I just do, like, what I've been pressing into is, like, four weeks of glory stories. I just interview different people, whoever's willing to come on, and say, when did you meet God? When did you experience the glory for the first time? What did it feel like? And just then I just follow Holy Spirit, and I usually just pull out their gifts and just go for words of knowledge. We had four people healed last week on the Facebook Live. Yes. And um, just deliver, like, whatever Holy Spirit wants. It's like a platform. Like, yeah. it's his. You know, yeah, everything it's funny because I have a friend who she was telling me um, she's a marketer wow. in Facebook, and she's one of the world's top marketers for Forbes, has, has wow. penned her that or dubbed her that. And she's just telling me, Sean, God gave me, like there's the seven mountaintop theology that people have come up with, or maybe it's a philosophy. She said, God spoke to me, you have the mountaintop wow. of social media marketing, <laughs> will you be a mother here? Wow. And so she uses her webinars to teach people about marketing. At the end, she always wow. says, you know, the, I was a single mom who wasn't even educated, and God gave me this. And she, le like, leads thousands of people to the Lord because Amen. of Facebook Lives Amen. and because of these webinars, which is so crazy. Amen. But I love how you see it as not, like, a disconnected just media platform, but you see it as, like, a place. This is the Holy Spirit's ground. This yeah, is, like, a platform for you, which I think is huge Amen. because there's a lot of people who are trying to just get into building spaces mm -hmm. or get into missions. And this is a place that God's speaking and doing the same kinds of fruitful miracles. So I love that. Amen. Well, okay, let's come back to Richard. We have to pass the mic. It's good. So, Richard, let's talk about one of the themes is breakthrough. And I, you told partial one of them. But let's talk about a time that God brought a great breakthrough in your life besides this current season. Mm -hmm. Can you remember a time where you knew God as breaker? Well, I guess that'd be my testimony, which yeah. I was actually awakened uh, only three years ago. So Wow, tell us yeah, about it. Yeah. So I was sitting... Um, I was sitting in my living room, and um, the Holy Spirit, I know, entered the room, and I watched my wife walk upstairs, and I just, I just had this conviction come over me, and I said, what in the world am I doing with my life? Wow. Like, you know, just, you know, Lord, help me. I don't know how to fix the problem, but you just, you help me, and you lead me, and I will do whatever you say. And... Literally, I know we've all heard that prayer before, but I woke up the next morning, I wasn't even the same person. Yes. And um, even a, a partner that uh, in the nonprofit stuff, uh, Brent, he said he had several people the following week or weeks that called him and said, who was that guy? He's not even wow. the same guy. So. That's the best. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, we, that's worth yeah. popping for. Yeah. I think that... Um, when we're called a new creation in Christ, even if we're already a Christian, there's a moment we can encounter the Holy Spirit, like that, that's the right. before and after moment where we might right. have several of those in our life, several cocooning mm -hmm. or metamorphosis times, right. but it's so beautiful that you, you know, what, what were you praying or asking God for before that, or what was life like? Well, it's, um, it was actually horrible. I wasn't sleeping well before that. Yeah. Um, just, I, I know now the enemy was just literally sucking the life out of me, so, um, but uh, after that, it was amazing joy like I've never felt yeah. before. Um, yeah, God's favor starts to follow you everywhere you go because you're so submitted to him. Yeah. Um, you meet with presidents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's that, yes. There's that, yes. Um, but yeah, just really, you know, I, 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 I've been a believer my whole life. Yeah. But this was different. Um, 
perhaps I didn't, you know, to be honest with you, maybe I didn't mean, you know, the walk before. I didn't really, I was, you know, doing what my parents had taught me, you yeah. know, raised in church, but wasn't really, you know, following him, so. Would you realize that probably 50% of people who are raised around Christianity or are Christian a long period of time mm -hmm. are, are living that kind of existence of what you're describing, yeah. if not more? And so I, you know, I, I look at uh, Barna Group statistics all the time, and they're the main mm -hmm. statistical research group for the church. Yeah. And they talk about that, where there's like a lot of um, apathy, or there's a lot of, there's people who haven't connected with their faith yet. They haven't connected right. with the God of their faith. Yeah. And it's so beautiful, your story, because it's just three years ago. Yeah. It's so beautiful yeah. how much has happened in that three years, because as long as I've known you, you're like on the forefront yeah. and the cutting edge of right. so many right. things that God's doing because right. of your yes, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. So in, in three years, God could yeah, awaken. Three, three years ago, and um, like I said, it was, uh, it was a totally different thing than before. I mean, I had an insatiable appetite to read the Word. Um, wow. Just uh, literally anything he's had to do, like you've been talking about, like, you know, talk to the waitresses. Um, hey, you know, are you, you know, are you dealing with this? You know, I feel, yeah. you know, feel like you know, I, it was good what you said before. I'm feeling uh, having a spiritual experience. I like that. So, um, yeah, just a totally different thing than wow. before. So, yeah. Just I love that. Got, so how do you heart. feel like, what were you, were you doing a different job then? Or were you doing the same job? I was, uh, I was, I was in manufacturing before. Okay. Um, but moved into uh, nonprofit work. Uh, yeah. You know, actually just recently. But yeah, I transitioned over a few years. So. Wow. Yeah. What an amazing job to be able to bless people, right? Yeah. So. To yeah. be able to multiply what God's That's doing. That's right. Amen. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Okay, let's come back over here to Jody. So you've been a, a Christian a long time as well. About 31 years. Yeah. 31 years. That's mm -hmm. amazing. And so did you ever have indicators that God was going to bring you into full-time ministry this way? Um, I, ever since I became a Christian, I had a really crazy childhood. So like from the minute I was 23, I wanted to be in full-time ministry. Wow, okay. And I would ask him like, what's my calling, what's my purpose, and heard him say to help hurting women when I was really young. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, so you were doing, I mean, obviously probably the whole 31 years you did different types of ministry, but then there's a time where God was like, this is where I want your full-time focus when he spoke to you. Yeah. Tell me, kind of frame to me right now as somebody who has kind of hit a tipping point of just the goodness of God and the purpose of God after 31 years, like the, the last few have been different. Um, Frame with me and for our crowd, our audience, what do you think were some of the keys to that tipping point or some of the keys to it being time? How did, did you know it was time before, even before you heard God quit your job? Was there indicators? Was he speaking? Was there an acceleration to this season of your life? Yeah, I had, I think, um, a real hunger for God, but I went to a conference up in Reading about four years ago, mm. and I really felt more of the love of God. And after that, I had really, I really was like, oh my gosh, I don't really know what it's like to receive God's love. I've always wow. considered myself a very loving, naturally a loving person. I love everybody. Um, but I realized, like, I don't really know how to receive God's love. And it set me, like, on a journey, really, of inner healing and deliverance. Wow. Like, so when we're hungry for God that way, we're going after you know, really wanting to get rid of anything that would hold us back. Yeah. So that really, that was a huge, you know, learning, like, pray, like, God, just release a holy hunger in me. Yeah. So that was a huge um, key 
and, you know, praying for, like, also the fear of the Lord, you know, praying for holiness and purity, kind of being yeah. radically, like, I just want to serve you, and I don't want anything but you. How many of you are in a season like that, like, where that started with you, or it's something you're going through? I think it's interesting, because, like, usually when you get into that acceleration of identity and emotional growth and development and spiritual health, something huge is about to happen on the other end of that. Like, when yeah. God initiates that, and it where you can self-realize, like, okay, God, you're doing this with me. It's no longer you're doing it, and I'm not recognizing it. I'm now recognizing it all the time. That, to me, is always an indicator of a great breakthrough is about to happen in your purpose mm -hmm. and in your relationships. So it sounds like that happened in a big way. Wow. And then the, um, I think, like, at one time when I got back, like, from a cruise before I quit my job, I was like, I can't fit back in my life. I would tell some of my friends over here, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> fit back in my life. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I just wow. can't go back to where I was. I, I went past that and I can't fit. It's the weirdest thing. I don't That's know if anyone relates language. to that, but I it's love, like, Does anybody feel that way right now? Anybody feel I'm like you bit, can't yeah. fit in your life? Isn't it encouraging <laughs> to see somebody who actually, there's a reason why she couldn't fit back in her life because God was giving you a new life again. Yeah. A lot of times we don't realize that we go through these changes and we, you've gone through it once, like maybe 20 years before, but you don't realize it's happening again. And these are all indicator languages to me or stories that are like, you're about to change again. Things, yeah. I love that language. It's so helpful. Wow. So, so then the thing happened where you went into full-time ministry. And, and how, do you feel like you're living dog years in the last two years? Do you feel like it's like seven years to one? It's when, um, I can't, when I look back and I see everything actually that God has accomplished, yeah. just trying to be like spirit-led, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how we got here. I don't know how. It's definitely a team, love having a team, yeah. team effort moving. But it, you look back and it's just like, I don't know how he did that. I don't wow. know what happened. And your faith grows so much because it's easy to say you have faith. It's easy to say you trust God. <laughs> Jump out there. And then yeah. tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting, too, because I feel like, um, you know, being 45 and starting to do some of the things I feel mostly, I felt God told me when I was in my teens. And I'm starting to do them now at 44, 45. And I've done tons of stuff since then. But, I mean, like, the things I really wanted to do are just now starting. And I feel like a lot of people might relate to, like, your you didn't say how old you were, but you said you were in your 50s when you, when you received 54 that. 54 now. I figured you were like 52, <laughs> 54. Um, so, so it's interesting because with Christians, there's no time limitation to us or there's no age limitation. Like we're relevant because we're, we are eternal. We're not limited to a time. So it's like we can minister to youth when we're 50 or we can minister to any culture, even if it's not our culture, because God puts inside of us something that the more relevant we are, actually, the better it is sometimes. But I love that the season that you're in, that um, you were courageous enough to recreate a whole career in ministry when you had what you had and you had that much trust. And I think there's a lot of people right now who are going through a shift and they haven't identified because they can't see themselves going into a whole new thing because they might be 40, 50, or 60. And they're like, how can I recreate my life at 50? How can I recreate my... Well, you're not recreating your life. God is. And so you're right. such a good example. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and April. So take me through a little bit. We don't usually do much teaching on the, the um, podcast, but take me through a little bit of your deliverance model, what you do for people. And maybe we'll pray for some people here okay. or even for everybody here just to, to, to go after this. Because I feel like probably the majority of what's holding us back 
is really easy to get over if we just have the right tools because we have the Bible. The Bible is so easy. Yeah. It's for uneducated people yeah. in the worst parts of the world, and it's for us. So if we just have the right tools, and I feel like God's given you some cutting-edge tools. So take us through a little bit of a deliverance model. Uh, I just follow Holy Spirit. You know, I just really seek him and everybody that comes and I've done private appointments. I've done it online. I've done it in a room deliverance before. And we'll talk uh, about fibromyalgia too. Talk about fibromyalgia. that one. Okay. Well, when I was 21, I, you know, came to know the Lord and I was really, really, really sick after like three years of being saved. I'm like, what's going on? I know the word. And I had to come over all the, the bad theology of maybe God will heal me on a good day or Maybe if he's in a good mood, like I just had really cruddy theology. I didn't know the goodness of God. So I just kept going after it and going after it. And I was bedridden. I had fibromyalgia. I was a single mom. And um, I had steroid shots. I did physical therapy. Wow. Like wow. it was just a long season. And I just couldn't let go. I was like, God, I know you're good. I don't care what my theology is. Like just wreck it. I know you're good. You know, and in the process, I, I had a miracle. Somebody prayed for me, and I fell out, and I was healed instantly. And wow. I have a two-year journey of fibromyalgia. I was bedridden at one point. It was wow. really bad. But it's like the goodness of God. After I got the miracle that I needed, then he went to the root systems of trauma. Because people have things that happen. You know, I was abused, and I've seen a lot of people that have been abused, and it's not dealt with in the churches, and nobody knows where to go. And people get rejection. People go through divorces. People go through trauma in their childhood. And a lot of my stuff was generational. So I truly believe, just like in the natural, when things get passed down to generations, like heart attack, or things happen spiritually. So a lot of mine was generational. So I just really asked the Holy Spirit, what's going on in somebody's life, you know, is trauma causing sickness? Is there generational infirmity that's been passed down that now you're sick and everybody's sick and it just keeps continuing to go down? So I really just learned deliverance by trusting Holy Spirit. Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to be bold. Okay. And I'm going to say anybody who you have a sickness in your body that someone in your family had before you, stand up if you can stand. So if you have something in your body, a sickness in your body that your family had before you, someone in your line already had, it's a generational sickness that was passed down by your DNA. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to go after this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. This is yours. Right. So, Father, I just thank you for everybody in this room, Lord. And, and I just say right now, Lord, I just repent on behalf of any iniquity done in the bloodline that could have brought infirmity or sickness over these children of yours, Papa. I just declare right now in the name of Jesus that we cut the cord of that iniquity and we just break every generational curse of infirmity off their bloodline in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, that your resurrection power is touching them right now. We just command any spirits of infirmity that's attached to you off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Any trauma, any shock, any roots of rejection, we just command them to come off right now. I just break any generational curses of trauma, abuse, or rejection right now. We just repent for the people that went before you and abused or rejected people. Lord, I just thank you that you're cutting the cord of that iniquity and you're breaking. And we just command all trauma, all shock, all rejection off the root system right now out of their bloodline in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's a good prayer. God started something in motion in many of your lives that just happened, which is really good. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear the story of what happens through that. So make sure to stay in touch with us as a ministry. Tell me a story of when you've done this and the person you said people have been delivered. Tell some of the fruit of it. Like, tell us one of the stories. 
Oh, man, there's so many. It's hard to say. I love I when just... someone says that. That's the best. <laughs> that's there's the so many. Point. Which glorious story can I tell you? I mean, that's well, the best. <laughs> uh, the one that really comes to my mind is, is somebody um, was just really, really, really sick with her thyroid. Like, she felt like she was going to die. And I'm like, God, what's going on? What's going on? Like, what do I need to do to help this person? Because the Holy Spirit knows everything. Like, I'm just a child. Like, I don't know, like... What do you want to do, God? And, you know, God just showed me to, to break off an assignment of murder and death. It was down the generational line, and I broke it. She cried, and she's now better. She has no sickness. She's working. She's dating. She, her life is great. <laughs> it's one yes. word. One word. You know? It's so funny because one of my closest friends, I remember we were all praying for her because she just had this sickness, and she was going through it, and she was going to have... It's, it's a female thing. And she was going to have to have some surgeries. And I just, I remember just being in the hospital room right before she was going to have the surgery. And we were sitting with her. And I said, did your mom or grandma have this? She goes, my mom and grandma had this. Amen. And I said, did your grandma, was she really abused by your grandpa? Do you know anything about mm-hmm. this? She goes, she was, to- she was totally abused. I said, I feel like she had to come into agreement with a lot of sickness because it protected her because he looked at her as wow. weak. And so he wouldn't abuse her when she was sick. But then eventually the lies turned into a real sickness. Like it invited yeah. like a spirit of death into your family. Yeah. And I feel like we need to like repent for that and just break it. Yeah. So we repented and broke it. And the doctor came in and he's doing tests on her. He's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do, there's this one test that came out inconclusive. I'm just going to redo it real fast before we do the, the, the whole surgery. And between the time she, you know, we'd prayed and the time <laughs> he came in, she had been completely healed. Wow. I believe it. It was so cool. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. But I love how Holy Spirit gives us an, an, a, a moment to where there are some things that are just physical, but there's yeah. So many things aren't. There's so many things that are so rooted, you know, in, yeah. in oppression, which I love that. So if, you've, if you can relate to any of that, just ask Holy Spirit to show you, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're here live, ask Holy Spirit to be your, you know, your coach and your friend, and yeah. he's going to speak to you. Or go to ministries like Jody's ministry, the healing rooms, and just go get prayer. You know, like go, go to somewhere local and get prayer, get some help. And, uh, you know, it's hard enough to get when we get sick to go to a doctor, but it's hard to get prayer as well because it's so vulnerable. You know, we don't always trust the people who are praying for us. So I'm going to encourage you to, to give it a try. One of the worst things that I did in my life is mm-hmm. I stopped getting prayer at one point when I was sick because I was sick of the church praying for me because everybody would try and get me to get over and perform to get healed. Mm, wow. And then eventually, like, I had to, like, give God my process back, and then I was healed right after I did. So it's really important that we mm-hmm. stay open because the body heals the body. Amen. Right? Our natural body, yeah. its cells heal each other. And the spirit, we need each other to pray, you know, for healing, yeah. which is good. Okay, yeah. finishing thoughts before we're done. Do you have any other thing you want to say? Um, I just want to say being a big proponent of inner healing and deliverance, like, and um, it's good to have people that can pray for each other, a team. And when we are hurting or when things are going on, to be have people that you can be vulnerable with, that you can ask to pray for you, that you can say, I'm really struggling right now. Absolutely. So we have a team of people like that and, and pray for each other, sometimes daily. Um, and it's been, it's been very helpful. I have had deliverance. I needed it. I continue to get inner healing and deliverance. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, we need to keep doing it, keep going for healing. It's really important. We want the enemy to have nothing on us. We don't want to feel alone. Us. That's the thing yeah. is that many people feel alone like they're the only ones it's happening to. Yeah. And as soon as you get prayer, you start to realize that the enemy has used the same strategy for generations. You're just, yeah. you know, like, but God has the same goodness for generations. And so it's just so beautiful when you open up your process vulnerably to somebody else to get prayer. And if you have one bad experience, don't, 
don't judge God for the, the bad experience you had with people. Just go back to somebody else. Like, don't, you know, it's fine, you know, or to be honest with the person and say, this isn't working for me. I've had to be honest many times when people are like, I feel like you have this. And I'm like, I might, like, abuse from your father. I'm like, my dad was the least abusive person in the world. I don't think that's, that makes me feel uncomfortable. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And if they course correct, they can trust me. And if they don't, then I don't get prayer from them. But it's really important that we're human beings. And so most of us aren't trained therapists. And so it doesn't mean we're going to, you know, hit home runs on every single case. But it's worth keeping your heart open to get prayer, which is really important. Yeah. Go ahead. Felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to say, if you're a leader, you've got to have a safe place where you can get inner healing and deliverance. You have to model that. I've had so many leaders come to me and just say, I have nowhere to go. Like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my gosh, this needs to be fixed. Like, we love our leaders. Like, they need help. You need people you can call. So I just say, hey, be an example. Because if you're getting inner healing and deliverance, like, everybody that follows you will get inner healing and deliverance. And then we'll all just rock the world for Jesus, right? Right. <laughs> Praise God. I think, yes. Growing up, my parents were the safe place for leaders to come and get inner healing and deliverance. So my, I would walk in often to pastors being at my parents' house crying. Wow. You know, I could walk in, they're like crying. They're like, your parents are so awesome. They're like, <laughs> my parents were like everyone's spiritual parents that didn't mean to be by default. Wow. And so I saw that. So it always made me go, you know, we need to be safe and we need to, we need to not have breakdowns every 10 years, but actually go through a regular process of health Amen. and emotional development. And that, I think that my parents taught me so much. So when you were saying that, I think it is so important to have leaders of any kind because lead, once you get in leadership in business, leadership in politics, leadership in church, I think the divorce rate is 70% amongst senior management or senior leaders, even in church. Wow. Divorce rate is 70%. Wow. And it's because you get isolated and you do. You start to feel like I'm the only one dealing with this or I, if I slow down to deal with this, my life will fall apart. Well, as a Christian, if you slow down to deal with it, your life gets built. That's reality. You actually grow yeah. because of it, which is really important to know. So I, I wanted to add that to what you're saying. Do you have anything else, Richard, as a final thought? Well, I just uh, um, wanted to say that I, I think that we don't need to underestimate the small things. Like, like that, what I told you, like just that small thing of, of me doing that act led to, I mean, who knows what it's going to lead to. And for the glory of God. Yeah, so, I mean, it's snowball effect. Yeah, the smallest so, little thing yeah, turns yeah. into... Our little obedience turns into world's changing. Right. I love that. I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to give them, I have it on my phone, so I have to pull out my phone. I'm going to give you your website addresses for the two of you who can be contacted. Don't try and contact Richard and get money. Um, <laughs> they're on God assignments only. But I, and I'm not going to give, if you email our team and ask us for his information, we won't give it to you. Um, so we have Sign Following with JC is your TV show. And they can watch it online. Is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. And then is it on any Christian channels we can find? Um, cmac.tv. Perfect. And then, oh, there it is, cmac.tv. Warriorsheartministry.com is your website. Yes. Which is beautiful. And I would encourage you to get in touch with, with Jody's ministry, if you, especially if you're local here. But everybody who's not local, make sure to watch the TV show. It's going to really bless you. And then we have... April, we have KingdomFlameMinistries.com with your husband and you, and your last name is Stutzman, April Stutzman on Facebook. I want to encourage you to get a hold also and get involved with some of these webinars and Facebook Lives. Do you do them on a uh, regular schedule, or is it more spontaneous? I usually do it every Tuesday night, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, got, I, mean, I took this week off, but, yeah, I just, I just, um, whatever the Holy Spirit speaks to me, I don't teach a webinar unless the Holy Spirit gives me the name. 
And then I never like put it in a box. Like if I teach on interpreting dreams, then I still do inner healing deliverance prophetic. Like there's no box with God. That's awesome. So, I yeah. love that. Well, thank you guys so much for being an example. Thank you for being up here and sharing your stories. Thank You're you. You're awesome. Appreciate you. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic family. This is Sean Bowles. And I don't know if you know this, but Bowles Ministries, our ministry, puts together these podcasts for you every week. If you're listening in your car or your gym or at home while you're making your kids lunch for school, wherever you're listening to this, we have done our best to put together a quality podcast to explore the subject of hearing God's voice with you. And we want to continue to do this, and we need your partnership. I want to encourage you, if you're loving the show, if you're connected to the show, there's three ways you can partner. Number one is we would love your prayer support. Pray for us. This is not an easy thing to do week after week after week. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of coordination. And it also takes a lot of spiritual presence, just being present with what God's doing. Number two, financially support us. We would love your financial support and partnership. We have an incredible partnership program where you can engage with a community of people who are partnering with Bulls Ministries to send the message of hearing God's voice around the world. We do events. We do, of course, this podcast. We do all kinds of things that are free things where we give videos online. We do uh, webinars. We do all kinds of things to encourage people to hear God's voice and to activate their gifts, to activate them in the faith it takes to go on this incredible journey. So financially support us by going to bullsministries.com. And the third way you can help us is to subscribe and also leave a review under the podcast and share it with your friends. Share it on your social media platform. Tell your friends about it at work. Tell your friends about it at church. And the more you help us, the word of mouth is the most powerful source of engaging the community of people who are hungry for this kind of a subject. So be part of our, our ministry team, our prayer ministry team, our partnership team, but also be a voice for what you're listening to. If you love it, tell the stories of the people who are telling the stories to you. 